from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. They say two times is coincidence. Three times is a pattern. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're t- <laughs> what you're talking about. Thanks to this dumb podcast, I have to record the second half of my Steelers game again. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. I, I'm going to get either you're this, finally adopting the right lifestyle. It's it's absurd. Well, I'll tell you this: I don't even know why I did it because I I checked on the way home last week. I checked. I was gonna. I knew you couldn't make it. I couldn't. There's no no. And so then you didn't watch anything you had recorded. You just started right when you got home. Yep. Live. Yep. And then you sat we'll through do it live. thirty minutes of commercials. That's what I said. I said we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't watched like I said, I haven't watched commercials since 1998. Now, I'm, I, listen, I am certainly a fan of that. There's no question. I'm a fan of that. But um, yeah, I, I can't. I can't, I can't, I just, I can't take the whole, I can't take the whole entire world knowing. Right. And I, (laughs) well, and it's like today I was trying to get some stuff done when I was watching recording and I like, because there were no commercials, I never had a time to get up and do something. I was like, man, when am am I going to get these things done? I don't want to get up during the game, but everything's the game. There's this button with two um, (laughs) vertical lines called pause. (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted to have some noise. It was like I wanted to have it in the background, but that didn't work. Well, I don't like it, and I I just, I'm going to try to do it tonight because it was a pretty good first half. Yeah, because you want to see the outcome if it's exciting. Back and forth. Yeah, I want to see how... But then, but see, I look at it like this. Also, it's sort of, you know, I, I, the ending is out there. Reality has already been decided, right? And now I'm just a pawn in the game, I, being you know brought along this ride. And what if it doesn't end well? I can't take that. <laughs> well, and what I do agree with is there. There's no substitute for watching it live because when it's live, it's just like you feel like you're reacting the same as everybody else is. Right. And even if I watch something amazing a couple hours later, I'm like, I want to call someone. I'm like, wait, they saw it three hours. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it anymore. They're on the next thing. Right. So I, yeah, so I just can't. Like I with can't. tennis, I love recording the slams and watching all of it, but then I'm getting to matches 12 hours later than everybody else. And it's like, I'm trying to talk to them about that. And they want to talk to me about what's going on right that moment. Yeah. Well, within our sport, it's tougher because we work in the industry and then try to do that with the biggest tournaments in our industry is tough football you know who cares about football right well and they're also on all day so it's like you can't just be home from nine to nine you have to you know you have to do something during the day if you have a job uh well or 5 a.m to (laughs) nine right depending on which one so well so yeah so that's again football talk again (laughs) um was there not live tennis to discuss this week oh wait it's mid-december I'm sure there was something, but uh, <laughs> I'm not into it, whatever it was. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to know what there was this week. I saw the some of the pairings for the Hopman Cup, but I'm pretty sure that hasn't started <laughs> yep. yet. I'm more excited about the matchups for the Women's National Team World Cup. Well, yeah. You we, don't believe me? All right. <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> you were dumbfounded. You're like, wait, what? I was women, trying to figure out what that was. Women play soccer? <laughs> wait a second. Um, when I didn't know that was coming out soon. Is that why you say that? 
No, it was I saw some highlight or something or the matchups or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I care I, more about that than the Hopman Cup is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I I know you don't care about mixed doubles in any form. There's nothing that can make you care about mixed doubles. But to me, if it was actually the best man and the best woman for every country, I think it would be interesting. But it never is. Well, let's just get rid of Davis Cup and Fed Cup and just make it, you know, International Cup. And you play one men's singles, one women's singles, one doubles, one men's doubles, and one mix for this There you go. Perfect. No, it's not. Because then we have... That would be more doubles than singles also, which would never happen. We'll play mixed singles as well. (laughs) Don't get the feminists started on that. They would they would be in favor of that yeah. until they saw it the first year. <laughs> uh, you're an animal. <laughs> so anywho, um, oh, so yeah, so football. I'm recording uh, because of this episode, which is an episode about absolutely nothing <laughs> going on whatsoever. That's what we're down to. It's about our excitement of 2019. Well, I I, I texted you. You answered by some miracle. <laughs> And I had a pretty good idea, didn't I? You did. So there's wrap-up shows, and then there's wrap-up shows, let me tell you. So typically, uh, these other inferior podcasts out there will just do, oh, let's remember what happened in the year gone by. Right, and play clips. Not the revolution, baby. (laughs) No, it's all about hatred. (laughs) Well, half of it's all about hatred. The other half... Your half, right? Your more natural state is about what's good. I did think it was funny. You you automatically chose the negative side, <laughs> so that was perfect. Because I'm I, always positive. Well, I just wanted to do less work. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was going to be easy for me to find things. So what we decided is to talk about things that you liked about the season and that I didn't like, right. or you loved and I hated. Yeah, depending on how extreme. Um, now, even though we did literally two texts worth <laughs> of show prep, just exponentially more than we normally do, we still did none, to right. be honest with you. <laughs> I literally texted you, you replied, all right, done. Yeah. Five days later, I thought, oh yeah, let me see if, uh, we're still doing that. Yeah. And this then, morning yeah. or today you texted me, <laughs> by the way, let me get on that. So and then I did my mental research, which is just thinking about what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so what I may even try to do is counter your like with some hatred well, that's on that. I, yeah, of course. That's and what then, I figured it would be. Yeah. And then you point, can count, point. Count, counter my hatred with, um, you know, whatever. So, all right, hit me. I'm starting. Yeah, why not? You're smarter than me. So we complain so much about, you know, the Grand Slams, the TV coverage, but one of my favorite things about tennis every year and this year was no exception is those first two rounds of a slam i love to me that's what the best part of watching tennis is because you have so many different courts to choose from and you can watch them all if you've got direct tv and it just that being able to switch back and forth to all the dramatic outcomes as they're happening doesn't get any better than that you got men's women's you don't have doubles yet but it's too early to care about doubles anyway in those but just being able to choose, okay, maybe I don't want to watch Djokovic kill someone 6-1, 6-2, 6-1. I'd rather watch a competitive match between two guys I've never seen play before. And to me, that just that is what's missing in the, in the smaller tournaments. You're stuck with whatever court they're showing, and that's it. Well, that kind of uh, coincides with one of the things I hate, <laughs> and that was tennis coverage. And I think the exception you found was the Grand Salamis. Now, one thing I will say that I do hate about that is – that unless you have direct TV, you've got a really tough time finding it. 
So, and they always stick with the match that has got the big name, regardless of how competitive it is. Right, exactly. So, and that so one of the things I was going to say about the things I hate is the coverage. Now, I don't know what it looks like in the rest of the world. I really don't. Uh, we we've that seen, would be really interesting, actually. To, well, we've seen stories where you know Sky Sports or whatever it is in the UK has dropped tennis. Yeah, nobody. No network, or rarely has a network dropped the NFL. Right. It only comes when another one wants to pay way more and kind of, you know, and rips it out of their, their hands. Yeah, even um, when the Tennis Channel dropped women's, it was because someone else outbid them. They just didn't choose not to have it. The BN out, outbid them to get the it. The BN caused the For Tennis one Channel year. to be out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so... I do like, because we've talked about it, I agree with your like. How about that for some positivity? Because <laughs> it reminds me of the, the March Madness, those right. first couple of rounds where you've got games offset every certain amount of time, and so you, you get to the half of one, and maybe it's a blowout, so you kick over to the other one, and the second half of that one's going on. Yeah, I wish they would do that for us. They make us do it by right. a different channel, but I that the only part that I have to complain about is that they don't understand that we don't need to watch somebody just getting blown out every now and again they have every now and again i can't remember who what station or what tournament but they would go to these ridiculous matchups of these people we've never heard of right and i was thrilled well if it's six five and the you know in the fifth they usually will go to it no matter who it is just because that novelty of it going past that right but besides that they don't and then it's american obviously they will right but besides that they don't very often if there's a if there's one of the big four playing or serena yeah so anyway but yeah so i i um i sort of looked at that and um you have to agree with the positivity on against all of my nature <laughs> um that i do like that it's just the negative spin I'll have ties into one of the things I don't like, which is the piss poor coverage throughout the year, and the fact that if you don't have Direct TV, you don't get the exact same feel that you're talking about. Right. So. Well, and I think what you're talking about too, in terms of coverage, you're talking about all the different tournaments being all different channels, who they got commentating each match, or right. are you just talking about just the slams? Uh, well, of course, all throughout. Well, let me get to. The, I'll go to one of the things I I hate. Women's tennis, <laughs> the coverage thereof. Yeah, I, got I was going to say women's tennis for thing I love, and I knew that women's would start tennis, a firestorm. Women's tennis, comma, <laughs> the lack of coverage thereof. Right. Um, so we talk about coverage, but I was really mad about, or really not happy about, the the disaster that was the coverage of women's tennis. And honestly, uh, I hate to buy into this crap. I hate to buy into this crap. First of all, it's not a conspiracy, okay? The WTA is in charge of its own, um, you know, success and failure. Its destiny is its in its own hands, and it pissed it away right. by trying to do this deal with, B, with BN. And I'm like... Well, thank God it was one year. Or or less. Yeah, or they right. got out of it. If, whenever it was, they, if it was five years, we never may have never seen women's tennis again. They could have I, lost a whole generation of players. I do think to some degree that the notion that the lack of coverage of women's tennis, the lack of visibility of women's tennis does hurt tennis. Oh, definitely. Not girls' tennis, not just tennis. 
So don't come at me with the fact that girls and boys are the same and it doesn't matter and women's tennis and men's tennis is the same. But then tell me if women's tennis isn't on that girls won't like tennis as long as because men's tennis is still on. Right. Men's tennis is still on, and, and my daughter doesn't look at men's tennis thinking, wow, only boys can play that sport? Right. No, she looks at tennis and is like, that looks fun. And eh, not really. She likes lacrosse better, but that's a whole <laughs> separate issue unrelated to the fact that women's tennis is on BN. But, uh, but so it does make it, it, does devalue it too when you turn on the TV all the time and it's just men's tennis on, and then once a week there's a women's tennis match on. It doesn't devalue it because... Well, from from they did it to themselves. Well, that's it's what I mean. Like from we, our perspective, it devalues well, it. We didn't choose to, right? We didn't choose to. Uh, let's just have men's tennis instead. That would, if if the ESPN had the contract for both and decided to show thirty percent women, seventy percent men, that would be devalued, right? The ten, the WTA did it to themselves. Well, what I'm curious, I wonder how much. The tennis channel pays for men's tennis versus how much they were willing to offer for women's. Good, good point. We don't do that kind of research. So I don't know the answer to that. I don't even know it, if it's out it there. It may not be public. Yeah, start. But that would be interesting if they didn't bid as much as they do for the men's. We need a proper journalist on our squad. <laughs> but you would think BN would have bid on men's tennis too, because why would they just want one and not both? Great point. So tennis channel obviously was able to keep men's unless the, well they have separate contracts too. So maybe they're just going longer. Good point. So, all right, back to you. Well, that leads into one of my positives, Uh-oh. which you're gonna you're not gonna be shocked by this. And one of my positives was having the tennis channel. And what I say by that is, I don't. We don't like the tennis channel's coverage. We don't like the way they run a lot of programs. But what I've started using the tennis channel is is anytime I'm home doing something besides watching TV, I have the tennis channel on. And then no matter what's going on, I feel like I'm kind of in the loop with everything, and I can just sit down and watch. 15, 20 minutes of whatever it is and, and get my tennis fix for the day. Yeah. And obviously 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. You just were at the mercy of whenever it was on ESPN two or, or Fox Southwest or some random channel. So I I do like that they're, that it's there. And also that they're a little bit more, you know, ESPN esque. They're trying to make it where they have the daily, you know, kind of live shows, round tables, those kind of things. Right. I'm not saying they're good, but at least the fact that they have them, it makes you sort of feel like you need to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, if you have it, you can improve it. Right. Right. So, well, that's that's interesting. Um, I actually have what? How do I? What do I call this? <laughs> how about subscription tennis? Oh gosh, I hate. Ugh. I'm going to tell you, Tennis Channel Plus is a garbage. It it was it was awful. Now, what I haven't done is looked into because I already got I already paid for the subscription to Tennis Plus right. Tennis Channel Plus so I didn't want to go double and triple up and find every <laughs> you know avenue out there um it it was terrible I didn't like it well and I was able to use ESPN Plus when I was out of uh state for Wimbledon and it was great but that was during a slam I don't know what they have to right. offer when a slam's not going on because I didn't have live TV, so that was my only option. So it was good for that. But yeah, I I also looked at the tennis channel at the time, and I was pretty shocked how sparse it was. Yeah, and how little they had on there. And I think they just thought, oh, this is a way for us to get guaranteed money every month, and everybody else is doing it. So let's let's throw it out there. And they really have nothing. And they don't. Yeah, unique. they haven't put the the effort forth. No. To secure enough tournaments and enough matches to make it worthwhile. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're literally just transferring the stuff that comes on Tennis Channel and putting it on there. They don't have any original program. No, or what anything. they're doing is they're taking everything they normally have on and just kind of cherry picking a couple things to not have on there. Right. So they have content. <laughs> That's what it's like. Oh, I see. So it it, it just sucked. So now here's the thing: if WTA dot com or whatever their thing is, if you charge me a hundred bucks, ninety nine bucks a year, right? I'd pay it. Yeah. If it meant every single WTA tournament on the planet, except the slams, except the slam, yeah, because yeah, they're, they're still, ITF, right? Yeah, of you course. would still do it. Yeah, of course. And furthermore, I bet you there'd be some kind. I, they could probably strike some kind of deal with the ITF to say, "Hey, let us include, you know, give us a certain amount of matches on the in the Grand Slam for players ranked outside the top 100 or whatever the hell, right. you know, whatever." Well, and I've told you this: the one problem I have with watching those matches, not live. This is a counterintuitive everything that I do in my life, but watching tennis not live on a streaming service you always know when the match is about to end because <laughs> it'll be right. I'm serving six four five four, and there's two minutes left in the in the tape right, well right. gee I wonder what's going to happen that's the only problem I have with it is they they haven't quite figured out how to make it a little more dramatic but yeah. when you're watching it live I don't know what your choice is but I don't can you watch live anything on tennis channel plus that would be the whole thing you can watch tennis channel live you can watch that's the whole point I don't want to watch matches i guess they would have to have those too no no no. i want to be live able to, tennis yeah so wda tv dot live com yeah. slash whatever <laughs> i want to be able to watch live tournaments all year round and see women's matches wta level matches yeah all year round live we'll do it live and it can't be that hard to have a camera on every court of a wta tournament they already, they already do right it's just give them to me yeah so i don't know that may be the service that may be the case with that website right it might not be i don't know i mean here's the problem if you have a million different contracts all over the world with different you know um communications companies in in different countries well then you're limited you can't just give away all the matches that you just sold to them and i get that and i can't imagine they'd make enough money without those to to justify just going all online all the time well i think the problem is they're letting the networks dictate what gets shown and as a result a lot of the stuff people want to see doesn't get shown at all meaning like if there's a wta tournament and atp tournament going at the same time and they decide to show the atp tournament you're you have no ability to watch that wta match that's going on like if they're both simultaneous that's the problem whereas at least if it's not being shown on tv you should have the option to click somewhere and watch it yeah as I know that happened several times this year where they had two European tournaments going on and and the men's and women's were at the same time and they show the men's or they alternate or show one of them taped or whatever. Yeah, I you know, and again, it, there's got to be a million moving parts with all these contracts and all the different providers around the world because it's obviously we're talking about um, an international sport, but it, it, something's got to be done. Even I would even buy... I would even buy tournaments. So if yeah. somebody didn't want to show, jigs out. <laughs> hey, sell me the tournament for you know for the lowest level, and I'm talking even give me a package that includes the 80k, right? The USTA Pro Circuit, yeah. This part of the WTA, give me the 80k where 
we're seeing Daniel Collins a week before she gets into the U.S. Open, that kind of thing, whatever. Well, and think about, this isn't a huge market, but think about the market in, you know, rising players, coaches, you know, tennis centers, that kind of thing. I mean, that could be used, utilized, you know, that's got to be some some sales there, just having that ability and stuck instead of watching the same match, you know, over and over with the same two players. Yeah, I've, to me, I do think it with the proper education. So they would have to have good commentators that understood what we're watching these tournaments for. But you could have the lowest package, which would include all pro circuit and all, um, you know, the the 125s, the 80Ks, the 125s, and maybe, you know, and then the next package would be up to 250s, right. whatever, whatever doesn't, you know, interfere with whatever contracts they have around the world. Um, just make that the base package. And then they need to have some commentators that work those matches with that in mind and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, so-and-so from Sri Lanka. She's, you know, she, she uh, you know, is... 897,000 in the world, <laughs> but, you know, she wins this tournament. She's going to be whatever. Right. You know, I mean, give us the real inside scoop so we know what we're looking at and, and it gives us something, gives us a reason to watch because it's that whole thing of seeing Pearl Jam in 1989. Right. You know, when they're playing in these, you know, raggedy clubs in Seattle before they make, you know, make it big, we got to see them. Well, same, and I, same idea. And I can understand why the Tennis Channel isn't going to show that. Because the first thing, and I'm guilty of this too, when I turn on the tennis channel, the first thing I see is the two names on the screen. And if the two names are two that I've just never heard of ever, that's going to, you know, lower my interest some. Now I may still watch and just see, you know, what the circumstance is or what it is. But I can understand that broad appeal maybe isn't there for that. But well, that, but give us the option. Well, it, but if you turned it on and, it, you know, there were little blurbs at the bottom saying, you know, this is so-and-so from, you know, yeah. little... And like then the VH1 com- pop-up uh, music. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> but then also the commentators did a good job of bringing you along, understanding they're commentating on a match that nobody but these two players' parents care about. Yeah. You know, um, and, and work to make that part of the broadcast information then you know then i think it would be a way better well and i'll go up one up on you on that how about a college tennis package you know watch every you know power five conference college match in this package i don't know that i mean that's probably never going to happen but it'd be nice to have that option too you could structure it however you wanted it's just a matter of having the the yeah. uh, well, that cameras it, well yeah there's a whole another issue with that and scoring changes and stuff that I really talk about things I hate. Well, and that would be hard. No too, ad six scoring. Courts. No ad scoring is the worst thing to ever happen to tennis. Why <laughs> is would that you, on your list? It should be. <laughs> why would you play a scoring format that the best of the best in your sport do not play? It's ridiculous. Anyway, on to what we're back to our <laughs> podcast. Well, only because you brought that up. You heard the the news uh, this week. Oh, about God. the scoring change, is right? Is this something you love? No. <laughs> this I, is not on my list. Well, all right. It's good. good. This well, here, is unrelated my, to your list. My friend texted me and said, hey, do you hear what the Australian Open's doing? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, they're going to play a tiebreak at 9-9. And he goes, I think that's really cool because now we've got four slams playing four different ways. I said, number one, why is that a good thing? And number two, I said, that's, I said, that's not anything. I said, that's not really not anything different. And then he told me, oh, it's a super tiebreak. I said, wait, they're playing a tiebreak to 10 when you get to 9-9? Nine, nine? And he said, he told me yes. And I said, 
a, the definition of a super tiebreak is to be played in place of a set, not on top of a set. So I'm just, it really makes no sense to me. We do have four slams playing four different ways, but I don't, I don't know why that's a positive. So, uh, yes, and again, this is unrelated to our list, but uh, let's go ahead and dive in. That was our, um, that was our weekly news. Because it did, yeah, again, that was the only thing new that happened. Um, I do think there should be congruency, how <laughs> about that, um, in formats or sco- you know, scoring right. between all four slants. Because you're, you're you're talking about the same entity that controls them, so it's like, what are you doing? When we had the French and Australia were the same before this happened, well, and, so now none of the four are the same. And well, and at least before it was like you had either a tiebreak or no tiebreak. That were the two right. The, the, that was the two differences. Yeah. And now it's just all kinds of mayhem. <laughs> now we have either. A tiebreak, no tiebreak, when you play the tiebreak, and what kind of tiebreak it has. Exactly. And I said, how many times are they going to have to explain this during the tournament? A lot. For the first four days, they're gonna, it's going to be flashed on the screen like, you know, uh, I just don't understand. And, well, and they're not doing the Coleman tiebreak like they do in the USTA leagues, I'm sure. They're doing still the switch on six. So now all my people are going to be texting me, why are they switching every, every six points, you know? I mean, who knows if it'll even happen this year where somebody goes to nine all, but... I just don't understand. Yeah. So, uh, well, it, are we confirmed that it's happening? Because it was going back and forth, what I saw on the television, or on uh, Twitter, I mean. It was kind of going back and forth, like it wasn't confirmed. It was confirmed. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. The 10-point tiebreak, you've only ever used that in doubles, and all of a sudden you're going to pull it into a grand slam. Well, here's the thing. The benefit... To the 10 point breaker, which is whoever gets a 10 first by two, is it does add a little bit more time within the final game to decide a match or a set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so they, but they, they the bottom line is they sh- nobody, they all should play a six all tie break in the fifth set. And if you play 10 point, that's fine with me. Honestly, that that doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah, this article in Sports Illustrated says the change could be implemented in 2019. I'm not sure what the deciding factor is and why it hasn't. Why we don't know yet. Well, five men's matches and seven women's matches went beyond six six last year in the fifth set. Well, clutch my pearls. Of course, it didn't say how many went past nine nine. I'm guessing one or two, maybe. Well, this one says six six. Australian to over- introduce final set tiebreakers at 6-6. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does say yeah. that. So, I, again, there was probably speculation. I mean, again, Wimbledon's 12-12, which is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. We, here's the thing. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot play infinity games. And we all agree to that in the first four sets, don't we? Or the first two sets in the women. So, obviously... <laughs> There's nothing super special about playing forever in a set. Yeah, I mean, I for the women's, it you know, it, I think it makes more sense to play it out just because they're in three sets. In the fifth set, it does seem excessive to play it out after six all because you've already played so long. But most of the time, when it gets past six all, you're going into two days anyway. Yeah, well, still, that's also a problem. Right. It's such an un- unfair situation for both, you know, whoever wins. 
Yeah, I don't know where I came up with a 9.9. It's 6.6, but it's a super tiebreak. You're the worst. Which is still the part that... So, U.S. Open does a tiebreak at 6.6, but they play a seven-point tiebreak. Uh, right. And now... Or best of 12, right. as they like to call and it. And now they have... Yeah, another tournament's going to play 6.6, and it's going to go to 10. So, that's... I almost have a problem with it being so similar, but just that one little difference that's going to throw people... I mean, I want to see somebody celebrate when they get to 7 in this year. <laughs> you know that's... I, I wouldn't shock me if that happens. Somebody celebrates when they get to seven. I had somebody do that one time in a tennis match. <laughs> I, we, I, we used to we used to score um, in the men's side. Whoever got to four for the team match first won. So seven point scoring, and we switched to nine. Right, and we we were up in a match and got to four. We got to four three we 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 four two, and they thought they were and you the were guy done. that got to the four drops to his knees <laughs> raises it like he won Wimbledon well which, it's pretty amazing he was which, keeping up with the scores that much which would have been wonderful well we had swept doubles okay so we knew we he had three one. he thought so, he only needed one signal right so we ended up winning another match right after that and getting <laughs> to five so and he played a really tough match, so he certainly should have been happy for winning that match right. but he also thought he won that match to win the team match <laughs> Uh, it was it was beautiful. I've had the opposite happen twice where I didn't realize I won. And once the guy was waiting on me at the net, and I said, what are you doing? Because <laughs> the match is over. <laughs> well, I'm um, talking about a team score, but yeah. that's, that's way worse. <laughs> well, I, I'd rather that than I've the other way added, around. I just added you to my list. I hate you. But that's better than thinking you won and then having to keep playing. True that. That was like a... That was like a positive that I didn't know that it was match point or I would have choked. You know, I didn't know, so it was like I played better probably. Right. You know what that reminds me of? What? I don't know. It didn't play. <laughs> Hold on. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. Not bad. I'm working out We're the back. bugs. I'm We're working back. out the bugs, baby. That's one thing about this year in the tennis season I love. How about that? I don't love much, but I love my soundboard. That's right. Anything There's... us related, we love. Oh, yeah. So who is it? Me or you? I think it's you. Mm, mm-mm. Now, this might sound, you know, like I'm just kind of cherry-picking recent events, but I'm not. <laughs> I hate. Now, I, you could say, wait, it should easily just be you hate Justin Gimmelstab. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I hate Justin Gimmelstab because tennis Twitter now gets to say, see, all white male American men's players are evil oh gosh so it's justin gimbelstab's fault now i don't know if he did anything wrong has that really been happening it sure seems like he's done something wrong and if he does i hope he burns in hell but not really i mean that's a bit much it's not my decision to make let's get let's not get crazy here um but no uh obviously if he is uh guilty of the things he is accused of then he should not step foot in any kind of position of power in tennis ever. Um, Which apparently he was about to get a lot more powerful in tennis, it sounded like. Apparently. So happened at a very bad time for him. Apparently. You think Martina Navratilo was behind the scenes orchestrating all this? It's all. A, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 Twitter does not ascribe to the theory of innocent to proven guilty, that's for sure. No. Um, no. Not much. No. But it. It amazes me that any, this isn't related to him, but any celebrity posts anything on Twitter, but I guess you've got to keep your name out there. But, you know, Pete, Kevin Hart, people getting criticized for stuff they posted six to eight years ago. Right. It's amazing to me that anybody keeps a Twitter anymore or ever posts anything 
anything really except what they're doing that's about the only thing you could well, post safely six to eight years ago i don't know at what point people didn't realize oh god people are going to dig this up 10 years from right now. Uh, at some point it was okay that they didn't realize that because everything was so new but now yeah so and by the way in my opinion no comedian should ever have anything they ever say on twitter scrutinized because everything they say probably is trying to be funny yeah i was gonna say the only scrutiny they should get if it's not funny that's the only you know if you say something they posted and funny that's one thing or if they're not telling a joke at the time right so if they are you know physically abusing their girlfriend or wife oh well yes that's not a joke so they should fry for that not literally so yeah yeah, it's kind of like judging people for stuff that was acceptable then seems a little bit overzealous but that's a topic for another podcast yeah, so what now you have to do, since I hate just Justin Gibblestop, you have to counter why you like him. <laughs> well, I told you last week why I thought he could be so much better as a commentator by, you know, using that encyclopedic memory as part of his commentary, but he never does. He just uses it in reference to his own game. Well, obviously we found out he's a selfish animal who uh, gets in fight. And by the way, initially it wasn't some kind of a spousal abuse situation. Uh, he got in fight with a man, man. Right. Uh, but apparently there's also some of that going around, too. But again, I'm not going to speculate. I have no idea. I don't pay enough attention to know, to know exactly what he's ta- what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I just know that if it's all true, he's a scumbag. And then Isner doesn't help us by defending his coach. Um, but I'm hoping if something actually comes out and it's legit and provable uh, that Isner will say, hey... You know, I rode this thing till the wheels fell off. They're <laughs> off. I don't approve of what he did or whatever. Right. Whatever. I hope he, you know, is punished and seeks the, you know, um, you know, whatever. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, Isner's trying to trying to defend him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we probably won't. I'm guessing we won't see him on TV. If not, not anytime soon, but definitely, maybe not ever in terms of as a commentator. Nowadays, they just don't, they don't, uh, they're not too lenient on that kind of thing. Yeah. And listen, I don't want him to be homeless. Yeah. But he was, I, I didn't want to see him as a commentator because it was commentating. <laughs> so if it takes him getting in a fight with some dude to not see him, eh, so be it. <laughs> he did it, not me. Right. You know? I didn't set him up here. This is him. <laughs> so there you go. So that's my hate. All right. Or don't uh, dislike. Yeah. Let's not be so strong. All right. Back on me. You're going to be shocked by this. Oh, God. <laughs> I loved all the changes we had in tennis this year. Davis Cup, Labor Cup. This was second year Labor Cup, but, you know, all the different different uh, formats of things and schedules, that kind of thing. And here's why I say that. I didn't love... I've got to change it to I hate you. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. I didn't love necessarily any of the changes individually, but I love the fact that tennis has sort of realized, hey, we're not the most popular sport in the world we got to do some things differently. I see uh, what you did there. I like it. And so we don't like what they did, but at least the fact that they're actually attempting to change right. tells you something, even with the stupid next gen four game stuff. I mean, we hated that, but they're trying to bring new audiences into tennis. So that part I appreciate. I'm going to be the stodgy old guy forever that says we should play every set with no tie breaks and with that and, and five hour matches and back to back and everything. But that's probably not drawing in the casual fan. All right, so now I have to counter what you just said. I, uh, hmm, 
I will to some degree agree with your sentiments that at least we're trying to do new things. I think the problem is is why we're doing it. I think they did or how. I think they're doing it out of panic because you take, for instance, the Davis Cup. What in the hell is going on? They <laughs> just said, hey, let's, let's, let's shake up a hat with a bunch of changes and throw them out on the table and whichever – you know, once turn up, we'll use those. I mean, it's just, it, it was too much. Too What's much. funny about the Davis Cup is we had about five things we didn't like about Davis Cup. They only addressed one of them, which is the fact that it's all <laughs> in one week now, which is great, but that was only one of the issues. And then they changed all this other stuff that didn't that didn't necessarily have anything wrong with it. Well, yeah. Like I said, like I said, I think it seemed like they just panicked. Yeah. They just said, ah, we got to change something. Ah. They could have kept everything exactly the same as it is and made it a 10-day event. That's the only change they could have made. 16 right. teams play across, 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 across the course of 10 days, and that's it. But instead, they did all this crazy stuff that we can't even it really understand. Is. It's crazy stuff. It is really crazy stuff to me. I but hopefully that means they're going to be willing to change it again when this doesn't work. <laughs> when, exactly right, when this doesn't work, because I don't think it's going to. Hopefully what they don't do is say, well, this didn't work, we're going to go back to the way we used to do it, uh, and sorry, and then we're going to be stuck with that for 50 more years because no one's ever going to say, look what happened last time we changed it, and we're going to do that again. Right, maybe that's why they're doing it. <laughs> the sabotage to make it, uh, make it not work. Great. Well, yeah, so... I will say, yes, it's fun to see something you thought could never change make an attempt at a change. The problem is, apparently, we have idiots at the helm making those changes. <laughs> right. Because the bottom line is, I think this has all to do with something else I hate, and that's Labor Cup. You heard me. Oh. I hate it. It is taking away from the... Uh, and here's why you should hate it. <laughs> because we have this grand plan of how the season should go, how it should unfold, what right. sort of events and the structure. And what happens? Somebody who's got a lot of pop right now, a la the greatest player in the history of the world. <laughs> and money. And money. And he's he's basically trying to do a money grab while he can at the expense of the rest of tennis because i don't think he cares yeah in that regard what's well, hypocritical because even he skips numerous events because it was too hard on the schedule i need to rest you know i've got this and that and then he's then he adds in this event right you know that that is as taxing if not more taxing than his other events because he played I think this year and last year, he played singles and doubles in the same day, which he never does in a normal tournament. So, so hate the Labor Cup is pretty strong. Well, and you know, I watched it this week. They were showing it. Uh, yeah, I saw it too. That's what made me think. And of it, I actually, I bashed it this year and I actually watched it and I, it was entertaining when I was watching it. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. But so is a circus. <laughs> but have you ever been backstage at how they treat the elephants? All right. So I get it. It's entertaining. You're of talking course. about John Isner. <laughs> um, no, I. It's entertaining right. for sure. There's no question. I mean, you're not going to have, you know, the best players in the game um, playing each other in all these weird different formats and it not be exciting and entertaining. Of course, right. that sideshow is entertaining. But when it's manipulated, too, that's the problem. That, too. Is it sustainable? I think not. 
Um, well, you know, I was thinking from watching it this year, they were one match away from having the last two matches mean nothing. Um, it worked out to where only the last match had to be canceled. But imagine when they do it that first year and two of the final four matches are canceled. I mean, people are going to be like, I paid and, <laughs> and watched two matches on the last day. So that the format is an issue too with they can't even make, there's no way to make sure it comes down to the end. Like Ryder Cup is going to come down to the last hour no matter what. No matter how big of a lead somebody has, the way they structure the time, it's always going to be down to the last hour. Unless you're playing two courts at once, you can't do that in tennis. Right. Well, if, if, um, if the goal is to be the Ryder Cup of tennis, which is what they said, then, you know, it, 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 here's the thing. I don't know how Ryder Cup started. I don't know how organic it was. I don't know. Well, it definitely know, started before there was 40 tournaments a year. Right. But the point is, I don't know if it was, um, you know, were the Olympics involved prior to that? Have they ever, you know, I mean, were there other international events that kind of, you know, because I think that takes away from it too. It, Olympics means we have our international event. Right. As opposed to like World Cup being its own entity. Well, and it also means something in the Ryder Cup because it's U.S. versus Europe, and it's actually like two Even. golf powerhouses right. forever. Whereas right. Europe versus the world is not even the world is not even affiliation. <laughs> if they just made it Europe versus U.S. in in tennis, that would have been better. Except they know they knew the U.S. would have no chance. That's why they didn't do it. Unless they did it on the women's side. Yeah, if they made it co-ed or even women's only. If women's only, we'd probably have the advantage. I think women's only. Yeah, I would rather watch women's only whatever they call it. They wouldn't call it the Labor Cup, uh, the Chrissy Cup. <laughs> Giving her too much credit. Um, the the Navratilova Cup. Right. She wears a cup. Because she played for... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I didn't mean anything by it. I just came to me. That was funny. You know it. I well, she That actually would make sense because she played for both. Europe, not men and women. <laughs> Europe and U.S. You're an animal. So, so that would make sense to have her be the name of it because she would actually have an allegiance to both. Interesting. But anyway, so yes, so Labor Cup, I hate for a lot of reasons. Yes, of course, of course, it, it just like the Twinkie and the birdseed, of course, <laughs> it tastes yummy on the short term. I've thought about that story a lot, but it's by the not way. my poor. <laughs> I think I'm the bird in that story. <laughs> That's how I eat. Is it really? That's yeah. not good. So anyway, all right, it's on you. What do you love? So after all this year, I had to travel the entire state for all these different teams i'm believe it or not still going to say that i love team tennis i think that was the best invention the usta ever came up with because it just has sort of revolutionized the way people play tennis and it just has so many positive values you know the team building the friendships the the uh you know the strategy i think there's so much going to play an individual tennis tournament is not fun correct it's fun for a short term but Doing that for three years, five years, ten years. I mean, you and I have done it. It's just not a fun way to play tennis. It's a great form of exercise and challenging yourself and all that, but it's just not. But going to these team tennis events is a lot of fun. And it just creates these uh, bonds that, that you're going to have for a long time. And I think that's the one thing the USDA has gotten right. And yeah, there's a hundred problems with it. So I'm opening the door for you to counter. But <laughs> but just having it as an alternative to playing tournaments to me is is uh, is wonderful. Well, let me uh, counter that when we come back.
It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. Now, I've had a few minutes to think about your dumb idea here and, and tell you why you're an idiot. This one won't be hard to counter. No, actually, I have, I've got nothing. I mean, I always say, you know, so in college recruiting or tennis, it's not really like that sort of recruiting you think of when you think of like that movie Blue Chips or yeah. when you get on the road and you're going to see individual players at their high school games. Because tennis, is, particularly in this country, is not set up like that. I want to ask you a recruiting question after you finish this, by the way. That's another thing I hate, your interruptions. <laughs> so <laughs> That's why I'm going to wait this time. So, um, so I, I would much prefer to, go, to be like a basketball coach or football coach and go recruit at players' high school games. Uh, it's just a more exciting, maybe American-type, situation when you think about it and there's that team aspect to it which to me is much more exciting whereas USTA junior and you're not talking about junior tournaments obviously you were talking about your adult league but the same thing with junior tournaments they're traveling all over the state or in other other states in sections are traveling all over a section with their parents on their parents money yeah that sounds really fun and Sometimes, oftentimes, many times, someone will go there, they'll play their first match, they'll lose, and then they play their first backdraw match, and they lose, and it's over. Right. And that was it. Well, and some of them probably hope that's the outcome, because then they get to go home. And then it's, well, you're by yourself, it's, yeah, it's just a miserable, it's just not fun. Well, and if you're super, like, social and outgoing... You could make make it enjoyable, but most tennis players are not that because they're in an individual sport sometimes for a reason because they didn't do well in team sports. <laughs> so to go there and well try to others. go up there and try to make friends with all these other people you're playing against is not usually the easiest thing to do. So I actually agree with the whole concept of what you're saying. Now the structure of it and all the rest of it, like you've talked about with you know going to nationals and, and you know that's a whole different thing. Yeah, every single level and singles, can, doubles, and mix and you ages. Can absolutely, get the exact same experience throughout the season. Right, staying right within your USTA section. Yeah, we had as much fun in our Dallas team events as we did, you know, going to Beaumont or Vegas or Houston or wherever. You know, we didn't right. need to travel to get the the great experiences. Most of the experiences we got traveling were, you know, stuff we did outside of tennis. Right. It was the, the the vacation aspect of it. But no, the question I was going to ask you when you're recruiting a player, do you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you factor in at all when a player only plays tournaments versus only plays high school? Obviously, the skill level, but I mean, if you had two players that you thought were the same skill level, would it be a detracting factor that this kid for forwent you know team tennis to only <laughs> <For> play? <went. laughs> There's another thing. Uh, Forgone, forwent. I couldn't think of the word. Your uh, your awful command <laughs> grammar, English language <laughs> as an English major. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, not really. Um, and the reason is is because. Sometimes you wouldn't have any players because well, they all that do too. that. No, they don't all do that. But sometimes there are some schools and some pl- that, that that 
that the difference between the number one player, it's like the number one girl is the best player on the entire team. Right. And when I say the entire team, I mean boys and girls, literally. And and the coaching isn't there either, probably. Sometimes. Right. Right. So So she's really not getting any value or very little value in being on that team. In some extreme cases for sure, and to a lesser degree, lesser extreme cases also. But there you know, because in, in well, let me explain that to listeners that may not know how Texas high school runs. We play year round, and in the fall we play the team season. In the spring we have an individual season, and here's how the team season works: three doubles for boys, three doubles for girls, six singles for boys, six singles singles for girls, and one mixed doubles match, which is all counted together. Right. So boys and girls are counted together in the scoring and so you so you actually get some a girl who is the best player on the team boys and girls like she, not just like relative to her competition i mean she can beat the number one boy on her team right um but regardless she's only getting at one point in that format right but the or two points if she plays singles and doubles but the, the but the idea is that she gets there's no as you mentioned there's nothing really redeeming for her to compete yeah i mean she's going to get some competition in the matches but in terms of the practices and she the coaching, might. it depends on the district little. you know all right. that and well yeah that's it, true if your it, team's no good you only get one tough match you don't make it past the district right so 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 in answer your question not necessarily it, it doesn't now if it's some prima donna and they have other issues and well that's kind of what i meant i meant if someone chose not to do it you know, would that tell you something about their personality? <laughs> no, and keep in mind, sometimes that may be coming from the parents. Right. That may be coming from their private coach, and their parents aren't tennis people and don't know the ins and outs of it all. You know, so not so not especially. I mean, it's it's not uncommon. I wouldn't say it's really common, but it, you know, it's common enough to where it's not it's not unheard of that that players will do that. Do you find those players that don't play high school have a harder time adapting to college tennis, not college in general? No, not at all. No. I'm just wondering. I didn't know because they're not used to watching other people and cheering for them and playing doubles even necessarily. Well, the number one issue that that that, that comes up with that are their phones. <laughs> they they definitely care more about looking at their phone than they do cheering their teammates. I was going to say, that was probably all of them regardless. But, you know, a lot of high school coaches, they make you – like not have your phones out so i could see them not being used to that <laughs> well yeah right so if they didn't play high school all, all right, right give me something you hate my co-host first of <laughs> all <laughs> something we didn't already know what time do i get here all i know is it's always <laughs> five minutes before you because every only time, five minutes i assume you've been waiting you act like you're waiting here for hours no 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 uh that's that what i mean by that is only five minutes before you, because every time I say, hey, I'm here, you're like, all right, I'm five minutes out. Well, that could be true. I just wait till I'm five minutes out every time to text you. That seems like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Why would you want me sitting around thinking, oh, he's almost here? And you can just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And then, all right. I didn't know you were so considerate. And this is going to make you feel so much better about this. I'm never late to anything except for this. <laughs> It's it's building the anticipation. Wonderful. It's building anticipation. I get you on edge because I know that's when you do your best on air work is when you're edgy. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, who knew? Who knew you were a genius? Oh, yeah. It's all part of the plan. Expert motivator. Wow. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, Where was I? I'll tell you what I hate. I hate the big three. I said it. <laughs> Don't sue me. So when you say hate, would you be happy if they all three retired tomorrow? No, because I want them to retire in such a way that helps prove my point, because I know <laughs> about the fact that... Well, that could prove it if they all three retired, and then we had 10 different winners the next 10 slams. That could prove something. Yeah, I don't know. I I I need Novak to fulfill his promise to me, <laughs> not really to me, and go ahead and pass. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's got to happen, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be hilarious when that happens. Because everybody's going to have to shut up about Federer, who they've been talking about for 15 years. Well, and justifiably, they've been talking about him, but well, that will prove that maybe he wasn't as great as you thought he was. Not you. I mean, you as in the person <laughs> I'm talking to. Right. <laughs> the, well, um, somebody suggested uh, on Twitter that we bring back, um, what's her name? Uh, Fetter fan, your 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 friend. Oh, Rebecca. No, 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 no. The Djokovic fan. I mean, Erica. Yes, that we bring back Erica. <laughs> Seemingly, I think maybe like somehow we were making fun of her as if we didn't think. Jo- Listen, I didn't want Djokovic to come back and dominate, but how else would I? I he, actually, what did I say? I remember saying. He'll never. He won't be the same Djokovic he was before. Well, I think we both said that. And to be honest with you, I said that in regards to the fact that he was absolutely unstoppable for that period, for that run he had. Well, I still don't think he's back to that. No, he's, he hasn't quite gotten to that. If he'd have won the last two tournaments, we could probably say he was there. And he's very close, but my whole point was not that he couldn't get there or whatever, but that was such an impossible level to be at in the first place. It's why I said that, not because of injury or what have you. Right. And honestly, him getting back to the level is good for me. It proves my point. Right. It proves my point. That somebody that, can take a year off, almost a year off, and come back and beat everybody. Every one of the big three. Immediately. Every one of the big three has taken enough time off to really hurt them in the rankings, and they finished one, two, and three. Well, that's because they're the three best players ever. We're so <laughs> lucky! <laughs> but that's that's the argument that people always say, and it's like it's sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like, you know, if somebody said Santa Claus, well, that's because he's real. Like, that's the argument. Well, that's because he's real. Like, what can you say to that? It's like, well, they're not. That's what you want to say. Well, he is real, but... <laughs> But I, I see what you're talking about. It's like they just say that, and it's like we're supposed to just say, okay, well, you're right, because they've won the three highest amount of slams of anyone else. They must be the three best players ever. That is because they have an untrained eye and an undisciplined mind. <laughs> okay? It's lazy to just say, look, hey, 20. <laughs> I hope they all tie for 20. Oh, that's that's been my dream. And then I hope... Sits a pass, hits 21. <laughs> they all retire, and he wins 21 straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I possible? almost wish that we had five slams a year right now. So then, like, sort of like the NFL, the records wouldn't mean anything. Like, all these records in the NFL mean nothing to me this year. Um, but in, we can't say that in tennis because it's been four slams forever. Sort of. There's some debate about the – a lot of players didn't go play the Australians. That's true. Um, and so the Australians um, – 
They're a fraud. <laughs> They're not. I love the Aussies. Um, yeah. I mean, for instance, at some point, they used to play 12 games. Right. And I hate to mention his name because he's an axe murderer, but OJ, you know, was playing when there's 14 games and he had a bunch of records. You know what I mean? And right. So it's like, mm. Well, they had the Army Navy game uh, yesterday and it was the, it's the first time ever that I think Army's won 11 games. And the commentator said, well, yeah, back in the 1940s, they only played, you know, 10 games. <laughs> they couldn't win 11 games. But they certainly would have because that was right. back when they were good. That's what he was saying. Yeah, he was saying don't discredit those teams and act like this team's better because it's not. It's not, I don't think it's even ranked. There is really something to be said about the fact that people don't think the world existed before they were born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh-huh. and that's a perfect example. Saying that it's some amazing feat that Army won 11 games, and why aren't they playing? I mean, because the implication of that is, wow, they should be playing for the national title then. Yeah. No. Or they're the best team Army's ever had. You know. Exactly. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and to me, quantity can never be the um, the barometer for you know success or greatness. Like, I'm a big Cowboys fan. I loved Emmitt Smith, but no one ever says Emmitt Smith was the greatest running back ever, even though he has more yards than anyone ever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but he's never do you mentioned. you live in Dallas? <laughs> Even here, they don't say that. Yes, I, I, they do. Do they? I okay. never hear that. Yeah. I hear he's Barry so- Sanders or Walter Payton or Jim Brown. Well, it's always either Jim Brown or Walter Payton over Emmett, but not Barry Sanders over Emmett. Well, just because he retired so young. Man, I wish you would have played on a real team. <laughs> But that's the thing. That's what I, exactly what I mean. Like, and if you Cow- switch Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith. By the way, that leads me into one thing I hate, the Cowboys. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Barry Sanders would have had probably 2,000 more yards than Emmitt has, and Emmitt would have 2,000 less yards than Barry that, has. That's my argument. But, yeah, but Barry was right on his heels. With a terrible team. With an awful team. Yeah, that's the – and that's, again, just looking at numbers – that's why, you know, that this argument is just like, oh, well, he won 20 slams. He must be the best ever. And well, yeah, it's not like Federer just won 20 slams. He also won 100 tournaments and been number one forever and all that. But he still played in the same era, just like the Patriots winning 10 straight division titles. Within the worst division in football every single year. So yeah, they've won 10 division titles, but they're... Right, because the rest of the division has also lost against <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> right. Why they were also losing to the Patriots. Right. Um, I bet they've made three playoff appearances now, in 10 years between di- all the division. The difference is is they also have carried that into winning the Super Bowl. So, right. you can't, so it, it ends up being right. Yeah. But, but not, that stat to me doesn't mean anything. Right. But in and of itself. It's like LeBron going to eight straight finals. I, he won't be making nine straight this year when he's in the Western Conference. Mark <laughs> that down. Uh, eight straight in the East Somebody's is a little different. bitter. <laughs> But anyway, I do have another. My last thing that I All hate, right. or that I love, love <laughs> love hate relationship. Because I, I know you disagree with this. I, the one thing about tennis that, to me, separates it from every other sport and that makes it fun to coach, makes it hard to coach, makes it fun to coach, is just the fact that it's one on one and it's you versus one other person and you've got to figure out what to do to beat that person. Only you can figure it out, and only you've got to got to got to do it. So and now, my, now my we know reaction, how to do it and be able to do it. My reaction would have would have been a lot better if you would have just said on court coaching is stupid because <laughs> and everything. Just then I would have said what because <laughs> on court coaching is something I love and hope they should 
Um, I hope they'll imp- implement it across the board, a la college coaching style or Davis Cup, Fed Cup style. Um, well, and as a coach, I would love to have on-court coaching because I watch the players I'm coaching and I just you know want to pull my hair out. Um, as a player, I love the one-on-one aspect, not to say I wouldn't want to be coached, but I just think it's it's the mental challenge of you know, what do I need to do to win this match? <laughs> but I just think that what I'm what I'm saying I like about it is the fact that it is different than any other sport. There's no other sport that you can do that. You know, even Jared Goff got criticized for his coach basically telling him every little thing to do his first year. They said, "Well, he who even knows if he's that great." You know, Sean McVay's telling him everything. A whole to do. lot more to do in football than in <laughs> tennis, I must say. Yeah, but yeah, if the person and the quarterback had to decide everything in football, it'd be impossible. But although I guess they used to do it that way. But yeah, I just think that part of it to me is what makes it so challenging. And it also makes it so rewarding when you win. Like, let's say you're coaching me <laughs> again and you tell me to do something Please, no. and I turn around my match and I come back and win. Well, great. But what sense of achievement do I have in that? That you were able to execute it. What are the you talking ex- about? The execution part. Is wonderful. But that's the, that's the, the physical. The hardest part. <laughs> that's the hardest part. No, I wouldn't uh, I mean, it depends on what the advice is, obviously. Well, it's but. not like you are being told to do something um, that I've never done. No, no, no. It's not like you're being told to do something and then your opponent disappears because we figured it out. Right. Because guess what their coach gets to do? Counter. Right. So. But I mean, th- don't you think then. No, I don't. It becomes more about who has the best coach than who the best player is. So if you're if we're talking about this is so dumb this, this is the dumbest thing <laughs> I knew that's why I saved this for the end so we never argue so this is perfect so if you if you are at the professional level and seemingly have all the tools at your disposal I could I could somewhat understand your argument a bit more overall um, and then on top of that. You know, it, and see it, at the pro level, I'm I'm okay with the coaching aspect. I'm talking about more at the lower, the recreational level, or the you know, well, the junior prob- level. The problem is, you, you mentioned the doesn't that just you know mean who's got the better coach? Well, the problem is, is that's an impossibility to figure out at the because people don't have nobody's making money from recreational matches, so they can't pay their coach ten percent right, right. for every match they play. So it's a little. So I don't know that that coaching at the recreational level would ever ever be a thing anyway. Well, the reason, and that is the kind of what you said. The reason I've heard they don't do it. One of the reasons they don't do it at the local level is because it's a disadvantage to someone who can't afford a coach. Like we played a team this season, and they had two coaches show up to the match, which I've never had in the history of team tennis. They had two coaches show up for one team. Um, did y'all beat them? We did beat them. It was very satisfying. <laughs> Clearly, coaching means nothing. But, <laughs> but you're not allowed to coach. Oh, but they had signals though. <laughs> but what I mean is, have you ever run across that? Have you ever at one of your league teams and some coach is getting a little too coachy? Uh, I've run into people trying to coach. I've not run into people trying to be slick about it. They're usually just stupid and like, "Hey, go to the net." I'm like, "You can't say that." Did you tell uh, them that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, nice. But I but I've never seen anybody like try to covertly do it. Um, but I'm sure that there has that that has happened. <laughs> but I think that was what they said is that it wouldn't be fair to let you know some team have a coach when the other team can't afford one or didn't have one or whatever. Which I understand that. 
Well, so my my uh, fix to that is that if both coaches say, hey, and you have to decide before the match starts, you know, at the pro level, um, yes, I want my coach to, you know, I want to have availability of my coach. Right. Done. Then both. Oh, I have no problem with that if both people want to do it. Both of you can at the outset of the match, and then it's done. Um, and then if one of you says no, then no for the entire. And maybe you could break it up by set, you know, right? Or maybe just no until the split. Yeah. So either third or fifth. Well, here's the other thing that, that has jaded me on coaching. They do it so as in terms of of a product, they do it so poorly on TV. We as the viewer get no benefit out of it. Like I want to actually see the coaching, and if they don't speak English, we'll get a translator. You knew they didn't speak English before the match started. <laughs> yeah, like get somebody in there that speaks, you know, Russian or whatever, whoever it is. And so that's the part I, w- I would love to watch it as a fan. I think it'd be great to hear what they're saying to each other. But to have somebody sitting there yelling at a girl in Russian, why do we need, we need to watch that? Well, I actually don't care about. Well, no, let me rephrase. Of course, I do care about that aspect of it in terms of of the fan viewing and and all that. But more importantly than the fan viewing is the quality of the match due to insight from an outside source. So to me, that's more important. So if you have one of those situations, like when Sloane Stevens was up a set against uh, Hollop. Right. I just They were showing that match this week, too. That's what made me think of it. (laughs) You know, and then she proceeds to lose something. You all right? Earthquake over there? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Um, and so, and then, and then you, uh, you have something, you threw me off. So yeah, so if you've got a match that's going awry. Well, it, yeah, that definitely would not have been a 6-0 third set if she'd had a coach. You would think almost, almost certainly. Maybe. Um, if they had unlimited coaching, you would think she'd do something. Right. Or potentially, but right. anyway, so that that's so for me the number one issue is the the quality of the match because ultimately that's all I I want is the best possible competition, right? You know, so yeah, I guess I'm just thinking. To me, there's nothing more satisfying than being in a match as a player that you're losing and you come back to win, and it's like wow, I can't believe that. I can't make to win that because I figured out that he doesn't like it when I go, you know, low to his backhand, or he doesn't like it when I talk on changeover, <laughs> hit a knockovers water bottles and the changeover. Um, Your specialty, <laughs> but no, I mean to me that is one of the most satisfying things you can do as a player is because yeah, I mean I, maybe I played better and I came back to win, but that's not that's just that's still satisfying. But to me, being able to figure out in the heat of the moment what I was doing wrong or what he doesn't like that is a different level of accomplishment. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I just don't care. (laughs) Well, you're a coach, too, and I am, too. And like I said, as a coach, I want to be able to coach my players at all times because I think you have confidence in your coaching. I have confidence in my coaching. We want to be able to Put it this way. I don't have any confidence in your coaching whatsoever. (laughs) Except the last thing you hate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but college, right now, we coach in college nonstop. There is no, there's none, nobody is, is, you know, distraught about the state of the game in terms of that aspect of, oh, nobody's getting to figure out problem solving on their own. 
I think that's such an overrated reason to not have coaching. Uh, it really drives me insane, and <laughs> you are an idiot <laughs> for bringing I knew it you, we wouldn't agree uh, on that this topic. Well, and you're not going to convince me this time, at least here, as of now. Here's all I have to say to that. Well, that didn't work at all. <laughs> I thought there might be a clip coming. There was supposed to be, but nothing <laughs> happened. What is wrong with the world? Mr. Madison will go first. Mr. Gordon, choose the topic. Well, that's too long. That didn't work. <laughs> it's Billy Madison. That is. I award you no points. <laughs> Everybody in this room is dumber for having heard your answer and may God have mercy on your soul. Something like that. Yes. Golly. <laughs> Well, and I definitely agree with what you're saying about when the match ends and your 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 pupil did the same thing wrong 20 times in a row. It would have been a much better match if you could have gone out after the third time and how said... About, how about this? How about this? All right. How about no player in the history of the world gets to get coached ever? <laughs> Give them a damn book. Say, learn tennis, learn strategy, and get out there and good luck. No coaching. You want to talk about accomplishment? How about that? <laughs> Why don't you want to do that? Well, there'd be a totally different. Nobody uh, cares. It's no different. There would the big four wouldn't exist. Uh, that'd be perfect for you. There'd be a whole different mm. crew of. Uh, it'd be all the most athletic players. But I think that does. Don't you think that does play into a little bit of why tennis has that elitist reputation? Is that it's who can afford the most lessons or who no, can do the most? No, it's because we only let white people play it. I'm <laughs> no, not kidding. No, rich people, not just white people. You have to be rich, too. Mm, rich and white. I don't think so, buddy. Learn your history. <laughs> Learn well, yeah, your... we didn't used to let anyone, but we used to not let anyone that wasn't rich play either. And we still don't in a lot of areas. Well, anyway, so yeah, so I don't think... Uh, yeah, I just don't care about that aspect. Oh, it's a problem. So you don't get to one time in your entire month that you play, you maybe have an opportunity to try <laughs> to figure out something by yourself. It's had nothing to do with it. 90% of matches are won by the player that plays better. Yes. Not based on some problem-solving mathematical... Uh, it's garbage. The most... I, I need to get... I need to figure out a better defense against that dumb idea <laughs> so I can... More, artic- be more well, articulate. How many mind. slams would Warinka have won without Magnus Norman? Well, he wasn't on the court with him, so. No, that's what I'm saying, though. He, his coaching supposedly made a huge difference in his game, so coaching has to make a difference relative to who your other coach, because he had a coach before that, too. So I'm saying there are different well, the quality only, of coaches. Well, again, anybody that you're playing, if. If, if I'm playing Fetter, not me, but if Walrinka's playing Fetter, Fetter's a better player, anything that's different than status quo is in the favor of the, the person that's the underdog. Right. So coaching would only add to the benefit of getting rid of the big three. That's, my, <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. That's what it all, all this list, everything on it that's leads into that. All about, so... All right, well, I think that was a fun exercise. It was. We actually argued, which is a rare occurrence. Yeah, because you agree with me most of the time. I do. Which is a smart move. <laughs> um, well, what do we got? Look, are you here next week? Are we even? Are we I'm here this forever. I'm, I'm here for the holidays. Me too. When all our weekends are non-holidays, so. Oh, that's perfect. But yeah. I don't think anything starts until after New Year. I think Hopman Cup starts maybe right after the New Year. 
What if, what if I bought you the WTA plus package or whatever? <laughs> I thought it. Did, I thought there isn't one. There actually is one. No, there is one. Oh. I just don't try. No, do you not listen to me when I'm on this podcast? <laughs> I thought you said you wish there was one. No, 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 no. What I said was I bought the other first. Right. And therefore didn't want to have two packages. Oh, okay. And so, the but they do, the WTA does have something, but I don't know what it is and I don't know if I trust it. Right. To be comprehensive and I don't want to buy a halfway package. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think they can have their own package that has stuff the Tennis Channel has, or why would the Tennis Channel pay them for that? Right. Well, that's exactly what I said about eight minutes ago. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know what that could have. Well, the Tennis Channel didn't have WTA this year, so maybe the WTA thing won't exist now that it's back on the Tennis Channel. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm going to look into that WTA package. Maybe somebody call in and tell me if it's any good. Um, yeah, it probably has about 20 subscribers in America. By the way, the most important thing to remember is that we do have a contest coming up. That's right. I want to give it a couple of weeks to let everybody know. Maybe it'll be a New Year's contest. I want to give as many people. We've been getting some Twitter followers added to the bunch. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweet out something, and um, and I'll let you know uh, when I tweet it out. And every every person or Twitter handler what do you call them every person with a twitter follower. handle follower there you go every twitter <laughs> follower uh if you retweet it not how many times you retweet it i can't keep up with all that <laughs> you just retweet it once and hopefully it'll be retweeted to a lots and lots of people i know these materialistic mongrels they're gonna go for it for the get the free prize oh, you're the worst <laughs> you were absolutely the worst so but yeah so we have some you know some uh decent amount of followers here and hopefully this will increase the number but uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll send out a tweet that, hey, this is the one, and you will retweet, and everybody that retweets will be um, will have a chance to win whatever it is that I'm sending out. I'm going to send out a picture of, a, of the gift. I think, I think it's going to be one of those drawstring bag deals. That's what I'm thinking about. I got to go down to my supplier person that make, you know, sells those things and figure out what we can do. But uh, something with our logo on it, maybe Corey's face. Well, you don't want to have a run on all the items, you know. Yeah, we don't want to sell out too quickly, not be able to fulfill <laughs> orders. Um, no, we're not selling. This is just purely for a giveaway and to get more Twitter followers. Um, so that's coming within the next month or so. I'm going to give it, you know, till like right after the first of the year to try to get uh, get more Twitter followers to make it worth everyone's while. You can't win, by the way. Well, then I'm not creating a Twitter. That was my only incentive to create one, and now you've taken it away. I will not give out this prize <laughs> unless Corey creates a Twitter. So That's every, his way to get out of giving prizes. Every person out there who wants to win this thing, <laughs> you cannot win it now because Corey is a maniac. So that's I, – I blame him. Uh, I will give out his address at the end of my next tweet. <laughs> And how will he ever know? He doesn't have That's Twitter. That's true. Good point. I don't um, want people going back to look at my tweets 10 years ago and I lose my job. You don't have any tweets 10 years ago. Well, I know, but 10 years from now. You're never going to tweet, ever. <laughs> I guarantee it. But it would be nice for you to have one and add one more follower to our Twitterness. You're unbelievable. All right. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at 
Tennis Rev Pod, R-E-V, Rev, as in revolution, probably. Tennis Rev Pod, sign up or do whatever you do on that and be looking for that uh, that magical tweet coming out probably sometime after the first of the year uh, and then retweet it for a chance to win, I don't know what yet, free lesson with Corey. Nope. <laughs> Nobody, not one person would retweet, <laughs> not one. I don't think that's the case. I no, I don't think we would get a couple tens of people <laughs> all right so uh now there is no special contest on instagram i must say not one but we do have sort of not a contest but a a a, a goal a fun you know activity and that's to follow us on instagram with the benefit of knowing you will never ever <laughs> receive a picture from us clogging up your instagram i don't know what more incentive you could need than that honestly seriously so we're up to 114 up one since last week (laughs) i mean we only have to do this thing for like 64 million more weeks to be up where kim kardashian is the sad truth is probably neither of our wives probably follow uh, us on instagram that's depressing. That's great. You don't even have an instagram you dumb dumb (laughs) no my wife does oh but she's not one of our followers i mean technically both of these Instagrams are yours, too. That's true. Good point. Damn it. Why did I think of that? Because you certainly did not. <laughs> Golly. All right. So anyway, so if you want to follow us on um, Instagram, it's at Tennis Revolution Pod. At Tennis Revolution Pod. We got crazy and spelled it all the way out. <laughs> I think Tennis Rev Pod maybe wasn't available. I don't know. Uh, I'm not aware. You know, I created that previously and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hate you anymore than I do right now. Is that is that love hate section over yet of the podcast? I got one more addendum. That's right. No, I already said that. So yep. So follows on Instagram for the benefit of never receiving a tweet, which is wonderful. Um you got anything else? Any I think Corey's corner, um the whole show was, was Corey's corner. I was, I was gonna say it was already you did a great job today, man. Thank you. You were full you were full of love today. <laughs> I was Mr. Positive, as I always I, am. I love it. All right. Well, all I care about is this. More Twitter followers. <laughs> I thought you were trying to play clip again. I was uh, waiting. <laughs> no, I, I've given up. I've got to come in here and do some research with our producer. I don't know how to do anything. Um, <laughs> the defense is wrong. There we go. Yeah, you see. Not be serious. I can be. Pause attraction. I really can't be. John McEnroe. Nice. <laughs> um, I think he was saying that to her. <laughs> about her defense all right anything else that's it thank goodness uh follow us on all the things again please spread the word please spread the word it is up to you because we do nothing on our own behalf not because we don't want to because we don't know how to (laughs) although somebody gave me a great idea to put a channel create a channel on um youtube youtube there you go it's been a disaster thus far. <laughs> it's been a disaster. Okay. Well, and we have no videos, which is the whole point of YouTube. Well, but apparently lots of people put their audio up, but you need to turn it into video form. And I don't know how. So we're going to be pioneers with no pictures on Instagram, no video on YouTube. I like it. No, no. There's lots of people that have no video on Instagram. Or, uh, oh, just YouTube. audio. Yeah. But you have to you have to convert the, for, the format right. of it or something. And since our producer's never here, Michael, <laughs> um, the, he knows how to do all this stuff. I don't. So uh, until I run into him, and he's not here next week at all. So if you want to record it 
2 a.m we can it doesn't matter <laughs> i never even knew we had a producer <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um no it's magical elves that just <laughs> the the sort of um <laughs> sorry Mike. luckily he doesn't listen so he's exactly. not gonna hear any of this <laughs> All right. Is that all you got? That's are, you, it. are you done rambling? Are we trying to set a length record for this are. dumb podcast? All right. Love, hate. What a good one. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Pod karma.